Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. So in the year 2022, the Lord gave us the word to say this is our year to live. Somebody say live. It's our year to live. And the Lord has indeed been good to us. Amen. So now that is why even the theme for this month is so close to my heart because I can realize that God means business about us living. He wants each and everything that has to do with us to live. So I don't know what is it that has died in your life. But in this year to live, before it ends, I believe that God is going to bring it back to life. Somebody say amen. Sometimes when things are going to live, they die. Sometimes the best thing that can happen to what you need is for it to die. Because then in its death, there is multiplication. When you plant a seed, it dies and then it, it, it multiplies. When Jesus died and he was buried, he multiplied. That is why we are here. That is why we are able to represent him in different spheres of influence. It is because he died and he was buried and then he multiplied. Here we are today because he multiplied. So sometimes the greatest thing that can happen uh, for things to live, it is for them to die. So maybe you, there, there are things that have died. Maybe your relationships died. Things that you invested a lot in, maybe they died. But I want you to know that sometimes you just need to let go and make sure that you allow God to do that, he, that which he wants to do in and through what is, what is dead and he can bring it back to life, even multiplied. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are going to continue with uh, our theme, Living Wisely. Uh, we started and uh, we spoke about walking circumferently. And we also spoke about redeeming the time. Hallelujah. And then this morning, we are going to put in Ah, don't worry. Just give me the background. And don't show the people of God all of these things you are showing them. Give me the background and we are good. We do have the title of my message, right? You can just give me the background. And that's it. Hallelujah. I'm back with you guys. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Uh, I went and uh, my iPad was giving me problems. I came back. My iPad is still giving me problems. Uh, but I promise next time I come, uh, I would have sorted out my iPad. Please forgive me. Those who are taking notes from the screens, please just try and take them as I go. Okay. I'm sorry about that, but I'm going to fix my iPad as soon as possible. Right. Um, Ephesians chapter number 5 verse number 18 
Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 18. The Bible says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 17. The Bible says, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So as we continue, the title of my message this morning is Understand the Will of God. Understand the will of God. Now, the will of God is not easy. If anyone has ever told you that the will of God is easy, that person lied to you. The will of God is not easy. Many of us run away from the will of God because the will of God is not easy. But as we are going to go on this journey of teaching about understanding the will of God, I want you to know that that is the best place you can ever find yourself in. As much as it is not easy, but it is the best place you can find yourself in. Somebody say amen. So now, when you are in the will of God, sometimes we think that everything is just going to be a bed of roses. When we are in the will of God, we sometimes are tempted to think that everything is going to happen the way that we saw it in our visions and in our dreams. For an example, this church does not look anything like what God showed us when he said we must start it. Yeah. Because the will of God will always come with the testing of whether you are following him or you are following comfort. That is why when God gives you his will, he shows you the end and then directs you to the end. He does not show you the beginning and the steps towards the end. He shows you the end. That is why even when you get married, those who married young will tell you that people that they are married to are no longer the same people that they married uh, 30 years ago or 20 years ago, whatever the case may be. Why? Because even though you had that vision of the marriage and the, the vision of the spouse that you wanted in your life, however, it comes in a seed form. So the will of God comes in a seed form. And if you want a tree that bears fruit already as you saw in the vision, you might miss the will of God. Because God will show you the tree that has already bloomed and is now giving fruit. But when the road that you are supposed to travel to get to the tree is in a seed form. And the seed needs to be worked. So when God gives you a vision or a dream, he gives you a vision and a dream and he wants you to be in his will. However, you need to understand his will and understand that it's not going to look exactly 
like what you saw in the vision or in the dream. There is some work that needs to be done. But there are things that are so beautiful with the will of God because you are guaranteed that that tree that you saw, you shall eat off. If you are in the will of God, somebody say amen. So in part of us living wisely is that we will live in the will of God. So when we live in the will of God, we need to hold the will of God in high regard. We need to hold the will of God in high regard. The Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew taught his disciples that they must pray and say, your will be done. Jesus himself being God, Jesus himself being the son of the living God, Jesus himself being 100% God and 100% man. He came down and he taught amongst other things that were very critical and important that he taught to his disciples. One of them was that they must always pray that the will of God be done in their lives. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 6, verse number 10, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, he told them that another thing that you need to pray for, it is for the will of God to be done in your lives. There is a will of God that is already there in heaven. We need to pray it to happen even in our lives. Somebody say amen. He held the will of God in high regard even when things were not going his way. Jesus was brought here on earth to come and die for us. He knew the assignment from day one. He knew what he came here for. But because even as I said earlier on, when you are in the will of God, you see the end from the beginning, but then there is a road that needs to be traveled before you can get to the place where God wants you to get to. So now Jesus came and he knew the assignment, but when the assignment was at hand, when the rubber hit the road, then it happened then that Jesus being man, that is why the Bible says he is a priest that is able to sympathize with us because he knows exactly what we are going through. The Bible says, then Jesus said, if it was my will, I would say this, pass, this cup must pass because it was difficult. So I'm here to tell someone who is willing to be in the will of God. However, it is so difficult for you. You know very well that what you are doing is what God wants you to do. But it's not easy. Jesus went through the same thing. You are not alone in this. But then Jesus said, nevertheless, may God give us the grace to say, even though we are complaining, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. May we have that nevertheless moment. After we have complained, may we obey. Because then the greatest reward is in obedience. Complain, but obey. Cry, but obey. Complain, but obey. Cry, 
but obey. Get counseling, but obey. Talk about it, but obey. The ultimate prize is in obedience. It's not about how many times you fell along the way, but it is in the act of obedience that you have taken a step to say, Lord, I am moving towards the direction of your will for my life. Because when the will of God is at play in your life, it doesn't matter what it looks like. At the end of the day, it is the will of God that shall prevail in your life. If you don't believe me, you can ask Jesus himself. Jesus said, nevertheless, your will, but not my will be done. And he went to the cross, even though it was not appealing to his flesh. Even though it was nice in, it was not nice in his heart and in his mind. I can't even begin to imagine the agony that Jesus went through. But he said, because it is the will of God for me to go to the cross, I'm going to go to the cross anyway. I am complaining, but I am, obe I am obeying. Somebody say, Amen. Then the Bible says he was given the name above every other name. There is no throne without the will. So whatever it is that you want to be enthroned in, make sure that you are in the center of the will of God. The Bible says he was given the name above every other name. The Bible says he was given the right to sit at the right hand of the Father. He rules and he reigns. But without the cross, without obedience to the will of God, he was not going to receive what he received. So when we hold the will of God in high regard, it will help us in making wise decisions. When we take the will of God in high regard, I always say, I don't understand why did God give us our own will if he wanted us to do his will. Because it would have been easier if we did not have our own will. Because then we would just follow. Just follow. And if God made us his robots, it would have been easy. I, I, I always say that, Lord, but why did you make it tricky for us? Why did you give our own will and then said we must follow your will? That is another question I'm going, I have many questions for the Lord. That's another question I will ask him when I get to heaven. That is just one of them. Why did you give us our own will? Because God has given men their own will. That is why sometimes when you, things are appealing to you, you think that they are the will of God for your life. Only to find that they are your own will. That is why it is important to sit back at some point and take stock of your life. Am I in the will of God? Why did you give us our own will? Because if you, you, you know really, Bazaran, if you made us robots, we like, presses like, go to Hillcrest. Doop. Start a church in Hillcrest. You know, I told you earlier on, this is yet nothing like what he showed us. It's a seat. And how 
faithful you are in the seed form of the will of God will determine the results thereafter. So when we hold the will of God in high regard, we are going to make wise decisions in our lives because we will always want to bounce things by God. We will always, each and every decision that we want to make, obviously, I'm not talking about whether you should drink water or not. You should drink water, yes. But there are some decisions that will either determine whether you are going to live a fulfilled life, are you going to live a life of impact, are you going to be a person that God has called you to be or not? And those decisions are critical in your life. They are supposed to be taken through the will of God. Somebody say amen. So when you hold the will of God for your life in high regard, the decisions that you make, the decisions that you take will always be informed by the will of God. The will of God can take away the burden of us wanting to figure things out on our own. Because when you know that you are in the will of God, even if things don't make sense, all that you hold on to is that I know that I am in the will of God. And when I am in the will of God, things are going to become what God wants them to become. The enemy will not be the one who has the last say when you are in the will of God. When you are in the will of God, the enemy is not going to steal from you forever when you are in the will of God. When you are in the will of God, even the ravens can feed you when you are in the will of God. When you are in the will of God, even the fish can can take out a coin from its mouth when you are in the will of God. It is in the will of God that you know for sure that when I am here, it does not matter who does not want me here. As long as God wants me to be here, he knows what he is going to do with me. Somebody say amen. When you are in the will of God, that's when you are able to have incangamoya. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, translate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, spiritual grit. Spiritual resistance. I want to say it in Zulinkangamoya. To say I'm here because God wants me here. Who, whoever does not want me here will have to sort it out with God. I'm here. Because I know that is why when you hold the will of God in high regard, you take the pressure of yourself. Maybe the reason why we are so pressured and anxious is because maybe we have not checked. If we can check, whether what we are doing is in the will of God or not. That's going to help us. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I did say the will of God is not easy. I'm not saying it's, not, it's, it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be uh, 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 like a uh, 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 walk in a park. It's not. However, you will know. You will be so resistant in such a way that you will know that I am standing here because God wants me here. And if there is someone who thinks that maybe I don't qualify to be here, if God saw me and qualified me 
to be here, then there is no one who can disqualify me. Maybe some of us will be eased of the pressure of what other people are saying about us. If we can find ourselves in the will of God, if we know for sure that this is what God wants for us, we will not be playing hide and seek with people so that they don't know what we are doing. We will let them know what we are doing because no matter what they say, it's not going to affect us in any negative way when it comes to the results that God wants us to get. So when we hold the will of God in high regard, we will ease ourselves of the pressure, the anxiety to figure things out on our, on our own. We will say, Lord, here we are. And you said we must do it. I've done crazy things in my life. Crazy things. Many, many crazy things in the name of the will of God. And they have paid off. All of them. There is not even one. Look, we, we came to Hillcrest. There was no one. You, you are here. Look at you. Crazy, crazy, crazy thing that God said we must do. Crazy. Many others. Yeah. I married from Guamash. I married someone that I did not even know. He said he was child of God. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Very young, I married young. Yeah, that's why I have many years of experience. <laughs> married young. Because God said, it was the will of God. And let me tell you something, many people were against it. Many. Why? Because things were not looking like, ah, Lalel. Don't, don't look at, at, at us now We think that. You know, shame, uh, Banababa too. There's something nice about them. There was nothing nice. There was nothing promising. One day I will bring you our wedding pictures. I will show you guys because I love you. That is why you must not be afraid to marry in a seed form. Amen. Aye, somebody say amen. amen. Yes. 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 Yes, you are. You are. Many people were against because, listen, hey, my time. Is it good? You know, many people were against me marrying Fudisi. Many, many. Like it was me against the world. And I mean the world, I mean. The world of the church and the world of the family, the world, every world of mine. No one. No one. I'm from a family that is very... Uh, sorry to those who belong to my family. I'm, I'm, I'm from a family that is materialistic. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, those were the questions. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm the one who's getting married. I'm going. I'm going. I will eat whatever he eats. Ah! I said, I'm going. You know, like, they, honestly, 
I have brothers. Like, my brothers. I have brothers. Zulu brothers. So, they were genuinely, genuinely concerned. And I had heard from the Lord. That is why when you are in the will of God, it does not matter who says what. You just get a few of those who are going to stand with you. Even if you are doubting in your inner being, but you know that it is in the will of God. Because obviously I also was worried about my shoes. That when the pairs I had were out, what's going to happen? Loved my shoes. But sometimes God for his will will strip you off your own things. Because sometimes we walk into the will of God with our own things that we are going to hold on to in such a way that we end up not seeing the hand of God because we have all things figured out. Sometimes when you have it all figured out, you need to pause and wonder, am I still in the will of God? Because there is a portion of the will of God that he does not show to you. God does not show the full will to you. God shows you a glimpse of his will and he hides some things from you because there is a portion of walking in the will of God that is supposed to be solely by faith. And if he shows to you everything that he's going to do and how he is going to do it, then the element of faith is no longer there. But God feeds from faith. He feeds from faith. The Bible says it is impossible to please him. Some of us can be pleased by chocolate. I get amen. Others can be pleased by flowers. Others can be pleased just by uh, uh, words. Or, you know, we have different love languages. Yeah? We always say that uh, when we are, I'm a person who loves gifts. You know, they speak to me. I feed from gifts. You know, words of affirmation, words of kindness. You know, all of those things. I love that. It's, it's so true. It's true even for me. There are things that I feed from. You know, and you, you know, like I'm happy when those things happen. Each and every one of us have got that. For God, it's faith. God feeds from faith. That is why when he tells you his will, He's not going to give you the full picture. There is an element of his will that he is always going to hide from you so that you can walk by faith. And when he sets you on cause for his will, the nice thing about it is that there is his spirit who can be able to guide you and direct you. How many know that there is a difference between guidance and direction? The Holy Spirit is going to direct you and guide you. Sometimes people give you directions, but they don't guide you. But with the Holy Spirit, when you are right in the center of the will of God, He directs you and He also guides you. The difference between the two is that when I say you come into the auditorium at the Builders Church Hillcrest campus and you will see that there are chairs and there is the auditorium, you would have arrived. But when I guide you. I tell you that there is going to be a step. You must make sure that you don't fall. Yeah. After the step, you come in. 
you are going to see a beautiful lady by the name of Ndu. Don't be alarmed. She's going to smile at you and say hello. And then after she will guide you to your seat. I am guiding you so that you can be able to navigate through where you are going. So the Holy Spirit guides us and the Holy Spirit directs us. Some of us will leave it at the direction part. When the Holy Spirit has directed us to say, this is where you are going, we leave him there and we, ride, we, we, we run and we go and we leave him behind and we forget. That is why people come pray and God blesses them with businesses. God blesses them with jobs. God blesses them with elevation and all of that. And then they forget about God. Then they go back to their old ways. Why? Because they think they now know where they are going. But there is a point when the Holy Spirit needs to guide you. As much as he has directed you to say, this is where you are going, you need to stay long enough. Somebody say, stay long enough. Stay long enough. Stay long enough in the will of God for the guidance of the Holy Spirit so that he can show you things that you need to avoid, show you people that you need to avoid. How many know that not everyone who smiles at you loves you? Not everyone who smiles at you, not everyone who gives you the likes on social media loves you. Uh, I once said to the saints, don't be fooled by our... Uh, 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 our hearts that we give you. That heart is is emoji. It's a fake heart. It's not real. And that same person can turn against you. So don't forget the people who love you for real for the people who love you with the emoji hearts. Listen, don't feed from the artificial love of people. People are mean. Even Facebook says it's our friends. And then you say, I have 5,754 friends. No, you don't. Those people are not your friends. Make friends who are going to love you in the lowest. Because those who are there on social media when you are in your lowest are the very ones who are going to tweet about you. But those who are there for you, hold them closely to you. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So now, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 3, verse number 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When you trust in the Lord and in all your ways, you acknowledge him. I did say to us, don't just take the direction and run. Wait also for the guidance. Somebody say amen. The will of God needs for us to be sincere. It needs for us to be sincere. 
The will of God does not want us to be religious people. Religious people are the people who scream, stand up, clap hands. I'm not saying it's wrong. But when you don't go and practice, then you are a hypocrite. There are people who are eloquent, who knows how to speak. They say the right things, and yet they do the opposite. Why? They are hypocrites. Hypocrites are people, in fact, when that word in the Bible is translated in the original language, it means actor on stage. So in other words, you are acting as though you understand, as though you are impacted by what God is saying. Only to find that you are going to go out and not practice even one of the things that you were shouting about. So rather not, I'd rather have someone who does not shout but practice the word of God than someone who shouts like me. I, I, I shout. I, 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 so don't be afraid to shout. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. I also shout. Like you can tell, it's just that I'm a bit tired and fluish. But uh, I have volume for days. I have volume for days. I shout and it's all good. But then it is important that we guard ourselves to say, after I have shouted, what do I do? After I have rolled on the floor, hypocrisy in the church has unfortunately robbed us of so many things that the power of God can do. Because we roll on the floor and we cry and we are so much in the spirit. And then when we go back to our places of influence, we are defeated. Why? Because we are hypocrites. We are acting at church. Yes, there are people who know the right place to, 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 to shout. They know the right place to, 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 to sing. They know the right place to speak in tongues. But when it comes to living their lives according to the will of God, they can't. Why? Because they are not serious about what God wants in and through their lives. They are hypocrites. The Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter number 7, verse number 30, it says, but the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. But those were the people who were busy proclaiming the word, and yet they rejected the will of God. The people who speak so much about the will of God, you will be surprised that they are the ones who reject the will of God. May it not be so with us. Amen. So, when you are a person who wants to live in the will of God, you must fully give yourself to the will of God. You must be sincere about it to say, Lord, I am making you number one in my life. I'm making your will number one in my life. Why? Because I know that it is in your will that I'm going to flourish. It is in your will that I'm going to have impact. It is in your will that I am going to be able to have my throne and reign on my throne. It's only in your will. And therefore, we need to make sure that we are sincere 
and we are totally surrendered to the will of God. Remember, I cannot overemphasize the fact that the will of God is not easy. However, the will of God is the best place you and I can find ourselves in. Imagine if I listened to the people who were saying that I was not supposed to marry the man I love. Today, they are the ones wishing. Some of them, I counsel them. Yes. Yeah. Some of them, we counsel them. Help them with their marriages. All marriages, the one they said was not going to work is the one that is helping theirs work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you need to be sincere in saying, Lord, let your will be done. Don't say, Lord, let your will be done in my life because the sermon was good and because you had goosebumps. But say, Lord, let your will be done because I understand and I know that it is the best place I can ever find myself in. I don't ever want to find myself outside of the will of God. You know, outside of the will of God, it's so difficult in such a way that, you know, even when, like, well, sometimes I go and preach and you will, you will feel sorry for a person. One day, I'm full of stories this morning. <laughs> One day, I was invited. Somebody say invited. Hey, I was invited. I went. The first time I was invited, I went. The second time. And then the third time, when I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit said to me, don't ever come back here. Yeah. Yeah. This is the waste of your anointing. It was nice. They treat me well. It was nice. People you love, you know, people that you've gotten to know. I think it was my third time going there or so, if I'm not mistaken. But I had gone there quite a number of times. I was like, okay. Then the next time, they invited me again. I felt sorry for them. I said, no, man. I don't want people to think that now I think of myself, you know, some way. I said, let me go. I went. I was all by myself. I there is nothing as painful as standing before the people and the Holy Spirit is there waving at you saying, do your thing. There is nothing as painful as that. Knowing very well that, you know what, here I am all by myself. So you would rather be in the will of God without anyone cheering for you than being outside of the will of God and there is no God backing you in any way. No. No. That is why even the job that you do, just make sure that you are inside the will of God because you have the backing of the heavens. How many know that no matter how educated you can be, if the thing from heaven does not come upon you to do your work, your work will not yield the results that are extraordinary. You will be like any other man. But how many know that the determining factor in all the spheres of influence is what's on you? And what will come upon you only comes upon you when you are in the will of God. God does not put his hand 
over something that is not in his will. It is only in the will of God that his mighty hand will come upon you. The Bible says the, the hand of the Lord came upon David and he killed many as a soldier. So when the hand of God comes upon you as a nurse, you heal many. When the hand of God comes upon you as a consultant, you consult as though you are the only one in the game. When the hand of God comes upon you and you are in the entertainment industry, it's as if nobody else exists because you're the hand of the Lord is upon you. In every sphere of influence, God wants to put his hand upon you and you will do great and mighty things. But it can only be done in the will of God. Let us stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just lift up your hands and pray, Lord, give me the grace for your will. Some of us, even as I was speaking, are remembering the will of God that God spoke to them some time ago. No wonder the hand of the Lord is no longer upon you. Everything else that you are doing, you are doing with your own might. But praise be to God, the God that we serve loves us so much. Does not matter how many times we have disobeyed. Does not matter how many times we have taken a wrong turn and did not pursue the will of God for our lives. But here is a chance for us to come back to the will of God. It is at the center of the will of God where our provision is. It is at the center of the will of God where our impact is. And I just want us to pray and say, Lord, here we are. We want to hold your will in high regard. We want to be sincere. We want to be directed and guided by you inside your will. Give us the grace. The grace of God can come upon us and we can be able to do great and mighty exploits. The Bible says it is those who know their God who shall be strong and carry out great and mighty exploits. So I just want us to pray in these few minutes and say, Lord, give us the grace to always want to be in your will. No matter how difficult your will can be, we know that on the other side of your will, we reign. On the other side of your will, we are promoted. On the other side of your will, we are taken seriously in every sphere of influence where you have placed us. And here we are as your children in the Builders Church Hillcrest campus. We have learned about the fact that the best place we can find ourselves in is your will. And here we are. We pray. We ask you, O oh God, that you may give us the, the grace to pursue your will. Give us the grace to endure in your will. Give us, O oh God, the grace to make sure, O oh Father, that our hearts are in the right place. No matter how difficult it may be, in your will, 
Give us the grace to stay in your will. No matter how much it will cost us in the flesh to stay in your will, give us the grace to stay in your will. For we know that those who reign in every sphere of influence are those who are in the center of your will. Lord, put us in the center of your will and put your hand upon us. In our schools, at school, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that your mighty hand is upon us, that we are those who pursue your will. Oh God, in every sphere of influence, in every mountain where you have sent us, be it in the financial world, oh God, in the name of Jesus, be it in the health world, in the name of Jesus Christ, be it in the entertainment industry, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, be it in the business world, oh God, be it in ministry. Father, as we contend for the center of your will, put your mighty hand upon us. Distinguish us, O oh God. Differentiate us from the rest. Separate us from the rest. Put a, a, a grace upon us that is going to, fall, to cause your favor to shine on our faces because we are in the center of your will. We give you praise and we honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I sense that even as we were praying, I sense, I sense that the Lord would say to us, even as we go back home, you know, maybe you're not sure um, whether you are in the center of God's will for your life or not, but you can go pray and ask God to show you. You know, I did say that the Holy Spirit direct us and also guides us so he's going to direct you to say this is the center of God's will for your life and for us who know already that we are in the center of God's will as we are praying I sense that the Lord is going to put favor upon us the Lord is going to put the oil of gladness upon us we must not be afraid to go and Attempt big things for God. Somebody say amen. I sense that God is going to put favor, great favor upon us. So when we go back to work, when we go back to whichever sphere of influence in your business, in your, in your workplace, wherever you are, just trust and believe this word. And say, Lord, I know I am in the center of your will. And Umam Fundis said, there is an oil that has come upon me. I want to see a difference. I want you to do your work in a different way. And you will see that you are no longer doing it with your own might. But there is something that has come upon you. There is an unction to function. That's what the anointing is. The anointing is not only for us to preach, but the anointing is for each and every one of us to go out there and make an impact for the Lord. So I want us... As we were praying, I felt that in my spirit to say, the Lord is going to put upon us the oil, the oil of gladness, where people are going to be glad you do the smallest of things and you get the greatest of praises. Yes. And that's how promotion comes. That's how promotion comes. And I believe that God is going to promote us in a great way. Somebody say amen. So something has come upon us this morning. If you're not in the center of God's will, you're not sure. Pray. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you have done. 
doesn't matter what, where, where you come from, what you have done yesterday, it does not matter to God. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does not matter. Don't feel guilty about anything. God does not care about what you have done. He loves you. He loves you so much. So don't think that whatever it is that God wants to put upon us is not going to come upon you because maybe you are not worthy. You are worthy. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. So go to God as his child. Say, Lord, I'm not sure whether I'm in the center of your will or not. Show me the way. He'll direct you. And he's going to put that oil, oh boy, upon you. And you are going to do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. If you believe that, say amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.